Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 40 of the Head to Head Podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking all the major storylines of the opening week of Major League Baseball. This year, I'm doing something a little bit differently on the podcast. So every other week, I'm going to be doing an episode of the Head to Head Podcast devoted to baseball, calling it Around the Bases. So for the first time ever, I'm going to take you around the bases of Major League Baseball and tell you about the nine storylines that I find most interesting this baseball season. Leading it off, Jacques Peterson and the Dodgers. So Jock Peterson on opening day hits two home runs off of Zach Ranke and the Los Angeles Dodgers open up the season with a major league record, eight home runs against the Diamondbacks. And then last night, as I'm doing this podcast, the Dodgers scored 18 runs in their third game. This offense, ladies and gentlemen, is not going away. They got their shortstop back in Corey Seager. Jacques Peterson, I believe, is going to be a star at some point. I love me some Jacques Peterson. He is one of my favorite baseball plays. But the difference between why I believe in this Dodgers lineup is because they've added A.J. Pollock and they've stopped this platoon madness where Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp were platooning with a bunch of other really good hitters like Cody Bellinger and Max Muncy. It's time for the Dodgers to play their best hitters every single day, put them out there, and see what happens. It's time for those hitters like Bellinger, like Seager, and now they have Pollock, and especially Jacques Peterson, to play baseball every day. I believe this Dodgers team can make it back to the World Series. Now, that obviously depends on when Clayton Kershaw, he's currently out. He's going to come back and be the same guy. I believe in this Dodgers team. To me, they're going to win the NLS, running away. But it's time for their 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 guys who they've been platooning to shine, the Max Muncy's of the world and the Jacques Petersons. It's time for those guys to shine. Dave Roberts lost a World Series because he platooned some of his best hitters. It's time for them to get every day playing time. Number two in the second spot, Paul Goldschmidt has three home runs in his second game with the St. Louis Cardinals. This is after they've given Paul Goldschmidt a five-year, $130 million extension. This is their big get. This is what big gets are supposed to do. I believe this is one of the best additions of this offseason that no one really wants to talk about because he wasn't a free agent. It was a trade. I think outside of real, real baseball fans, the name Paul Goldschmidt doesn't carry as much weight as Trout and Harper, but make no mistake, he is a, 
He is in the top 20 baseball players in America right now. He might even be in my top 10 if I had to make the list. This was a big get for the Cardinals. It's time for them to move on and get a superstar player. They really haven't had one since Pools. They've had a nice run of guys filling in like Alan Craig and Yadier Molina. But this is Paul Goldschmidt. Him and Marcelo Zuna, they are going to provide that one-two punch of power and consistency to this lineup. And this team, to me, can overtake the Chicago Cubs and become the best team in that division. And the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously, who won the division. But it's the Cubs who the Cardinals are really trying to get first because that's their rivals. But I do believe they can overtake the Cubs and the Brewers and shine, shine, shine. They have Harrison Bader, who looks like a nice upcoming kid. Paul Goldschmidt looks to me like it could be the best acquisition of this offseason. Number three, Chris Sale and Jacob DeGrom sign massive contract extensions. Chris Sale, five years. Jacob DeGrom, five years, 135. Chris Sale, five years, 145. It's interesting to me that DeGrom got less money then Chris Sale, he's younger. He's coming off a Cy Young season. Chris Sale's coming off a 12-4 and four season where he missed not significant time, but key time for the Red Sox with injuries. And in the postseason, he really couldn't give them what they expected. Like, if you were going to tell me the Red Sox were going to win the World Series, I would have said it's because Chris Sale had a massive, massive postseason. Well, he didn't, and they still won. So it's interesting to me why they decided to pay Chris Sale now, when it could have been a year where you look and see how things are going to go. For the Mets, the move is obvious. Jacob DeGrom is your star pitcher. You're choosing him over Syndergaard. You've picked his agent to be your general manager, so he's going to favor that guy. It was time for Jacob DeGrom to get his money. He had one of the best seasons a pitcher could have. It doesn't matter. He only had 10 wins. He he was a massive success last year, and he's been a massive success his entire year. He has been in the shadow of Matt Harvey, the shadow of Noah Syndergaard. It is time for baseball to recognize Noah Syndergaard as a top five baseball pitcher. And last year, he was number one, and I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to be number one in the game. The Chris Sale signing, to me, is more risky than the Jacob deGrom deal because Jacob deGrom is improving. He is Chris Sale. He had the 300 strikeout the first year with the Red Sox. The second year, he had his ups and downs. But listen, you have to pay Chris Sale. You gave up Jan Mankata, who, by the way, has hit a home run yesterday. It's time. You, you can't give up a guy like Jan Mankata and let Chris Sale walk after two years. You can't do that. So I understand why the Red Sox had to make this move, but make no mistake, it's a risky move at best. This is a guy who is is a first-half killer and a second-half iffy kind of guy. He's still better than most in the second half of baseball seasons, but he needs to become more consistent on the mound. In the cleanup spot, Justin Upton will be out two months for the Angels. The Angels, who are giving Mike Trout $460 million, will be without their second best hitter in the lineup. That means Trout will be left with guys 
like Albert Pujols, Justin Bohr, I believe, is on the Angels now. It's not looking good for the Angels this year. I mean, they have Andleton Simmons as a nice little hitter in the shortstop position, but it's really Mike Trout and the rest of the guys. And I think this is why they have to pay Mike Trout $460 million, because they haven't built a good enough team around him to contend at all. Justin Upton is out, who they gave a massive extension to two two years ago. And listen, he hasn't been great as an angel, but he's been what I thought Justin Upton would be. But without him, there's really no protection in that lineup for Mike Trout. And he's going to have to play at an MVP level for them to beat the Oaklands of the world, for them to beat the Astros of the world, to them to even compete with the Red Sox of the world. I mean, this is a tough American league with so many teams that Mike Trout to have to carry this team. It'll be interesting to see if the Angels can tread water without Justin Upton because they could be out of the race by May without Justin Upton. It really could happen. It really could happen. And that ladies and gentlemen, would be pathetic. But listen, I wouldn't be surprised. This isn't a team built to compete this year, clearly. Number five, will Matt Barnes be the Red Sox closer? So Matt Barnes in the, what was it, the second game of the season gets the save against the Mariners. Is Matt Barnes going to be the Red Sox closer? I think the answer of this question should be yes. This is a guy who had more strikeouts than Craig Kimbrell. He had a better season than Craig Kimbrell. And I think this is a guy who could really benefit from being told what his position on the mound is. Because you can simplify the game for him. Matt, you're only going to go in the game when... We have the lead, and it's the ninth inning. You simplify the game, and I think he would become a better pitcher. Yes, Matt Barnes has some control issues, but he has better control than Kimbrell did last year. This is a guy who had more strikeouts than Craig Kimbrell, the guy who we all think is the best closer in the game, or most people think is the best closer. I think he can fill the void better than the other Red Sox options. I am all aboard with Matt Barnes being the Red Sox closer. And I think you could win the AL East with Matt Barnes as your closer. But if he has success as a closer and you keep flip-flopping between him and Brazier, you're going to have a rough season. He needs consistency. And that's why I think he should be the Red Sox closer. Number six, Lorenzo Cain has an epic Tory Hunter-like catch off of Carlos Martinez. Listen, the Brewers are here to stay. I have them making the playoffs as a wildcard team, but make no mistake, this Brew Crew team is legit. Lorenzo Cain, MVP candidate. Christian Yelich coming off an MVP season. Those were the two best additions of this season, of past, of last season. And Mike Moustakis is going to be there for a full season. Travis Shaw has come out of the gate hitting home runs. This team can hit with the best of them. Their problem is their lack of decent starting pitching and their overall need to rely on their bullpen way too heavily. But their bats are going to keep them in this race 
all summer long. They could be the funnest team to watch. Christian Yelich went on a Carl Yastrzemski-like 1967 stretch to get the Brewers to win that division. This guy had an epic season, and he keeps doing it again. He has two home runs so far, and now you have Lorenzo Catch making, again, Remember when Torrey Hunter caught that ball off of Barry Bonds in the All-Star game? That's exactly like his catch was the other night. This team is legit, and they are going to compete for that NL Central title. I wouldn't be surprised if they get there, but this team is going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. They are going to be a fun watch all summer long. Number seven, the Yankees have found their first baseman accidentally. Luke Voigt is continuing his hot streak. This is a guy who accidentally became the Yankees first baseman last season, and we all thought it was a fluke, but now he's their everyday first baseman, and it's the start of the regular season. I think the Yankees should definitely give up on Greg Bird and make Luke Voigt, their first baseman. When this guy plays, he gets clutch hits, he gets walk-offs, he gets home runs. He's had a home run this season. He has four RBIs in their first three games. This is the guy. He's consistent. This is how baseball works. When you are consistent, you become the everyday player. Greg Bird, how many chances can they give to Greg Bird? Yes, I get it. He has more power than Luke Voigt. Or does he? Because since Luke Voigt has played, he's hit major bombs in major situations. 11 home runs last season, and he didn't become their everyday first baseman until about July. It's time to award Luke Voigt this job because they need that consistent effort from Luke Voigt. I mean, literally, he has accidentally become the first baseman they've wanted Greg Bird to be. And when that happens, you have to move on from Bird, because Bird is not the word, and Luke Voigt is the answer at first base for the Bombers. This is a Yankees team without D.D. Gregorius. They are now relying on Troy Tulowitzki. It's an interesting lineup for the Yankees out there because the two boppers are standing and judge, and they have yet to hit a home run, but they definitely will. I mean, they got James Paxton. I think this is an improved Yankees team, but Luke Voigt is clearly, to me, the answer at first base that nobody was expecting it. I mean, this, this is their guy now. I think you have to make Luke Voigt. You have to play him every day. Again, clutch hits. Home runs, four RBIs in his first three games. That will be an interesting thing to follow. How many time, How many more chances are the Yankees going to give Greg Bird? And number eight, Tim Beckham of the Mariners, the shortstop with the used to be the Chicago White Sox. He's off to a hot start. He has three home runs. He had a massive home run for the Mariners against the Red Sox. This guy is on a streak. This guy has a sweet swing. I'm a fan of Tim Beckham's swing. I'm just going to put that out there. I just want to talk on this podcast about baseball players whose swings I like. Tim Beckham has a sweet swing. This guy hits some mass. This guy has some massive pop for a shortstop. 
I'm intrigued about this play. Can this Mariners team be like the 2001 Mariners team? Okay, people forget this. The Mariners get rid of Alex Rodriguez, and then all of a sudden, they go on a huge run. This Mariners team's best teams have usually been without the star players. So could they get rid of Paxton and then get better? Is that possible? They have Encarnacion. They have Tim Beckham. They have guys who can hit the baseball. Jay Bruce hit a free run bomb against the Red Sox last night as I do this podcast. This team is deep. They have some hitters. Who knows about their pitching? But could this Mariners team be one of those surprise sneaky teams in baseball that makes you wonder if the Mariners are for real? I don't know, but I do know is that I'm a fan of Tim Beckham. He's hitting home runs in Japan, and now he's brought his hot streak to the U.S. He is a player to watch moving forward. Because seriously, at the shortstop position, it's rare to see a guy have that type of power. He's got some serious pop. Not a good batting average hitter, but man, sweet swinging Tim Beckham off to a hot start. We can all get on board with that. And number nine, to end this week's Around the Bases, I want to talk about Jose Barrios, who had 10 strikeout game against the Indians. This is the best pitcher that no one is talking about. This is why I have the Twins winning the AL Central. They have the best pitcher that no one talks about. And then Odorizzi is also pretty good too on their staff. This guy, nobody talks about him because he's not on the Yankees and he's not on the Red Sox. Berrios can lead the Twins to an AL Central race. And also, I love the additions they made this past season. Marwin Gonzalez, the super utility man who helped the Astros win a World Series. Nelson Cruz, a home run machine. I mean, we remember the, the those video game commercials, his big boomstick. Well, he's bringing the boomstick to the Twins. I think they're going to get a comeback season from Cano. This team is going to do Big things. I think so. I mean, they have a rookie manager in Rocco Baldelli. But I think it's an improvement over Paul Molitor. I wasn't the biggest Paul Molitor fan. I mean, he wasn't a good enough manager. They have Rocco Baldelli. They seem to be a fun team. They need Byron Buxton just to... They need Byron Buxton to be their version of Jackie Bradley Jr. What they need is Miguel Sano to be the hitter he was two years ago and not the schmuck he was last season. I believe the Twins are going to be better than the Cleveland Indians and end up winning the AL Central off the backs of Jose Barrios. Believe me, he is the best pitcher in baseball that no one talks about. The Twins, in my opinion, will win the AL Central. A quick recap of around the bases. So number one, Jacques Peterson, two homers against Granke. Number two, Paul Goldschmidt's three homers against the Brewers. Number three, Sale and DeGrom get huge extensions. Number four, Justin Upton out two months for the Angels. Number five, will Matt Barnes be the Red Sox closer? Number six, Lorenzo Cain's epic catch against the Lorenzo, um, Lorenzo Cain's, <laughs> Lorenzo Cain's catch against 
the St. Louis Cardinals. Number seven, Luke Voigt accidentally becoming the Yankees' first baseman. Number eight, Tim Beckham off to a hot start. And number nine, Jose Barrios is the real deal with a 10-strikeout game against the Indians. That has been this opening week of baseball around the bases. A week from next, I will go around the bases again and give you my top nine storylines of the baseball season. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. And don't miss out on my other podcasts on the Chatter Podcast Network, Pop Culture Spotlight, where I talk about the top tier movies, TV shows, and actors that I admire. That's the Chatter Podcast Network, home of the Head to Head Podcast and Pop Culture Spotlight. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. And please, please rate review, and subscribe. Thanks again for listening.